The following podcast is an Embassy Row production. Hi guys, this is Flo. Welcome to another episode of I Love Wellness. Today, we have a superstar on the show, Holly Fagger, the founder of Super Goop. Hi! Hi, Lo. Thanks for having me. Looking of forward course. to it. Normally, you know, we used to record in a studio and everyone in the studio would clap when somebody came on, but now I'm like a one woman clapping machine. <laughs> but um, we're so excited to have you. I have been a, found, a fan of Supergroup, um, gosh, for, for years. Um, I think I first became initiated or like truly kind of, you know, a, a major user of the brand when you guys created that it's, it's like a setting spray for your makeup, but it's SPF. Yeah. And I, for years, because I'm a big sunscreen user and I love makeup also. And for years I was like, why doesn't a product exist that, um, you know, why doesn't a product exist that allows you to maintain your makeup, but also keep adding SPF to your Reapply face? too. Yeah. Reapply. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So once you guys came out with that a few years ago I was like oh my god somebody somebody heard my in, my inner thoughts my inner monologue <laughs> yeah that defense refresh has definitely brought a lot of people into our brand you know it was a question it solved a problem for a question that I'm most frequently asked which is how do I reapply in the middle of the day when I have a full face of makeup on and and not mess my makeup on or, or have to start over so exactly um, yeah, exactly it's a, it's it's a fun way to, to get that SPF back onto your skin in the middle of the day. I know it's one of my favorite products. Um, so if you're not familiar with Supergoop, it is really the only prestige skincare brand completely dedicated to UV protection. And you are really like a sunscreen industry pioneer. You have been doing Supergoop since 2007, right? Well, really 2004. My daughter is 15 now and I started uh, dreaming about SPF when she was, when I was pregnant. So Wow. Okay. So for a very, very long time. So what was the motivation and inspiration behind Supergoop? I'm always curious with amazing founders, you know, what, why'd you start the company? Sure. Well, I've always loved to create and build things. I think that's just sort of in my DNA. Mm -hmm. um, but it was after a friend of mine was diagnosed with skin cancer. We were in our late twenties and, mm -hmm. and, you know, I thought it could have easily have been me. I, we both have blonde hair and blue eyes and, and what I learned, um, in conversations with my good friend who is going through her residency in dermatology was that it's not about that um, little bit of, you know, um, summertime exposure. It's really about the cumulative exposure to the UV rays that happen 12 months out of the year. And uh, like I said, I've always loved to create and build. My parents are entrepreneurs and I just sort of um, identified this white space in the industry. Um, there was no innovation. I saw that only in, in sun care at the time were SPF 15, 30, 40, 50 numbers, but there mm -hmm. was no innovation in how to deliver SPF. And there were also no luxurious ways to deliver SPF that felt great and amazing and super mindful of ingredient choices. So I think just one, one foot in front of the other, I sort of began to dream about SPF and different ways in which we could get it onto people's skin so that you would be um, inspired to wear it every single day. Yeah, back then it was just like Neutrogena spray and Coppertone maybe. I don't remember exactly. back in 2007, but there were very, very few options. Um, and like I said, it's like, a makeup wear, I would put sunscreen on my face and the sunscreen would be so sticky. 
Um, and so like white and weird and you put makeup on top of it and like it clumps, it builds up. It was, it was awful. So, you know, thank you for inventing something new. <laughs> um, I, I know that when you first uh, developed Supergoop, your original plan was to get it into school classrooms to educate teachers and protect children. Is that accurate? Like, how did you kind of want, how did you think about going to market with such like a white space brand and type of product at the very beginning? Yeah, you know, I didn't really set out to build a brand. I actually um, wanted to solve the problem of how do we educate our youth about the importance of wearing SPF every single day. Out of college, I was actually a third grade school teacher. And I, I realized through my conversations with my friend who was a dermatologist that we're not teaching our youth healthy habits. And, and we were not educating on how important it was, similar to washing your hands in the cafeteria before lunch. We weren't teaching them to apply SPF before they hit the playground or even after school. So many times the children were staying for sports and never once did I see a tube of sunscreen. So I think, you know, it was that early inspiration for me on we need to start you know, we need to educate our youth about the importance. And then I knew how important also it was to be a good role model as a parent. Mm -hmm. And so when I started thinking about how, ways in which to get SPF onto everyone's skin every single day and realized that it was going to take a product because there, there, was, there were no products that were interesting and luxurious and that felt great on the skin and, and full of healthy ingredients. And so I, um, my early uh, idea for this entire business model, which completely flopped, was to put um, Supergoop into school classrooms across America. Mm -hmm. And what I quickly learned there was that um, aside from California, it was prohibited. It's thought of as an over-the-counter drug, as it should be, because it's right, it's doing something mm -hmm. uh, meaningful and protecting the skin. But um, because of that, there were laws that existed that um, prohibited children from actually carrying OTC products in their backpack. Sunscreen? <laughs> Which is crazy, yes. And, and California had carved a policy out to allow it because a mother had a child that had melanoma and mm -hmm. she cared enough. And so I knew that change could happen in this country, but I knew also that that was gonna take a long time. Mm -hmm. And it was not going to be an easy road. And I, as I saw it, I had um, a lot of work to do. And, and so I chose to pivot and go build uh, Supergoop at retail. And along the way, work um, on, on the Hill to educate uh, consumers and educate the press, the media, educate congressmen and senators and anybody that would listen about um, how important this healthy habit was and how important it was that we do carve out policies in this country to allow SPF in school during the day. Wow, you're a politician as well. I love that. I didn't, I didn't know about that, that piece of, of your work on the brand. That's really cool. Um, so talk to me about the very first product. Is it the just everyday sunscreen that was like the original product and you've built everything since then around that? Yes, and it's still actually in our top five, the everyday play. Um, and this was a formula that was first in this country to exist without the use of oxybenzone, which I identified early as a very controversial and irritating ingredient. Mm -hmm. uh, it was also found in breast cancer tissue and my mother uh, is a breast cancer survivor. So I knew that if I was gonna create a, chemi a chemical formula, it had to be clean. We had to avoid the use of oxybenzone and a few other things that I researched and found were often irritating to the skin like parabens and chemical fragrances were in every SPF on the market. 
Mm -hmm. So I, I'm, I'm curious, back in the day, because this was uh, between 2004 and 2007, how did you even find chemists to help you? How did you understand how to kind of open these doors and, and go down that road? Because we have a lot of founders on the show, and I'm always really curious about like those very early days of starting your business and building a product. Because when I started, uh, I was sitting on the floor of my living room cold calling manufacturers, but that was in 2015 when there was at least you know some lists of manufacturers uh, available online but i have to imagine when you started supergroup that was not the case at all so like did you go to trade shows how did you how did you figure it out it's <laughs> a great question i in fact uh, had to i couldn't jump right to contract manufacturers because like i said a, a chemical sunscreen formula didn't exist without the use of oxybenzene so i had to start by getting in touch with as many chemists as I could. And I had this idea to put Supergoop into every school classroom in America as soon as I could change these laws that existed. And so I, I sort of got on the phone and spent a lot of time on Google finding who were those chemists that were obsessed with the SPF and working in the sun care industry. Mm -hmm. There was a national sunscreen symposium that I, I looked to the agenda and found everyone that was speaking on SPF and listened to every one of their conversations. and and ultimately found that first chemist that was excited to take that challenge to, to formulate a chemical sunscreen with better ingredients. Mm, that's really, really cool. Um, so, you know, you have really changed the way that the world thinks about sunscreen and you really did disrupt the industry 10 years ago. So what were some of those big challenges that you faced kind of in the early days of Supergoop? Gosh, you know, I think, I've always had this sense of urgency, like there's just never enough time in the day. And I think that if you're going to change the way the world thinks about sunscreen, it's going to take time. And so with that, um, with that time come a lot of challenges, lots of ups and downs. But I think, you know, along the way, one of the bigger ones for me has been in figuring out how to carve policies out in this country to mm -hmm. allow SPF in schools. Because even though we've now built the brand for over a decade at retail and we have these great partners like Sephora and Blue Mercury and, and even our own consumer who shops on supergoop.com, even though we have um, these, I, I think staying true to what we're all about is educating our youth and making sure that people are brought up in a world that believes in wearing sunscreen every single day. So one of the most difficult parts has been figuring out how we're going to make those policies carved out. Uh, Texas was the second state in this country to, to do that, as New York was the third. And we're up to, gosh, 26-ish states that uh, have either made that policy commitment to change or are soon going to be. Mm -hmm. um, so I think that was one of the biggest hurdles. Everything else was just really fun. And I mean, I couldn't, I, I think it's true. Entrepreneurs have to become so obsessed with what they're doing and so passionate about it that they can't even sleep at night. Mm -hmm. And so figuring out the details of um, how to build this brand and who were the right retail partners that were going to come along with me on this journey and help not only provide SPF in the dead of winter and make it as beautiful 12 months out of the year um, has really been the fun part. It's been the exciting part. I think, mm -hmm. you know, definitely building a team, as you probably know, is, is, is one of those um, very, very important, um, you know, to have people behind your mission and believe in it so much so that they also 
begin to dream about SPF is super <laughs> important. And I think identifying, you know, the values um, that you believe in and staying true to those is probably a, another real um, important part of, of the journey. Yeah. I'm, I'm curious on your um, specific focus on working to change policy. And I think it's a really relevant topic just considering the times. So like, how does a civilian go about changing policy? Do you have to like contact your local officials? Do you like call them up? Do you <laughs> write and put I've forward done. a bill? Like how do you, give me like the basic, basic, basic steps on like, okay, I want to change a policy. How does somebody do that? Well, initially I partnered with MD Anderson Cancer Center, which is here in Texas. And that I learned that they had a moonshots program to uh, stop the skin cancer epidemic and education was at the core of it. So, you know, as the very, very first step, I literally drove to Houston and sat down in the room with everyone that was involved in that project and learned what they were doing and how I could help. And then I engaged um, a PR firm in DC on top of our PR firm in New York and, and started, uh, I, I apparently, um, I did not listen much in history class growing up. <laughs> I wasn't even that great of a student. Um, so I had to like go back to the basics of like, how do we do this? And what I learned is it's really, it's, it's um, time consuming, but it's really not that difficult to get those meetings with people on the hill that, um, and they're just little short 20 minute meetings that you can, you can go right up and down the hallway and, and talk about whatever it is that you're passionate about. And, you know, I believe in writing letters. I'm from the South. And so writing letters uh, to as many people that are, you know, able to help has always been important, but our PR firm really did help give me the like one, two, three, this is what needs to happen. And, uh, and then they take it from there. And fortunately, this law that exists around this is so it's such an antiquated law that I had many times those senators and representatives, House of Representatives, not even understanding why this law exists. Because it sounds so crazy that you can't bring sunscreen or have sunscreen on campus. Yeah, I mean, I, I wasn't aware of that. It's, it's shocking. <laughs> Very few people that I've ever um, shared that information with um, have, have been aware of it. Yeah, that's, that's really interesting. Um, okay, well, I'd love to shift the conversation to product um, because I know that you um, play a big role in all of the products that Supergoop invents and brings to market. Um, so... I guess maybe what are your three favorite products? Um, and then what has been a product that's been the most exciting to create? I'm limiting it to three because I feel like it's easier to choose when like the, the, the list is smaller. <laughs> yes, product is everything to me. It's, um, it's it, it, I, my, my work today and having a team in place, um, it's really helped me identify exactly how I want to spend my days. And, mm -hmm. and, uh, and so product is definitely, um, the very top of my list uh, every day. I think if I had to pick my three favorites, Unseen Sunscreen uh, is a game-changing SPF. Mm -hmm. It's completely checks all the boxes. It's completely invisible, weightless, textureless, scentless. For anyone that hasn't felt the nice, um, beautiful velvet finish that it delivers to the skin, it's just, it's like I said, a game-changing SPF. And I think it's also exciting for me to see how many men really love unseen sunscreen. Mm. Men, men that haven't not traditionally worn sunscreen every day. So I think it has helped so much in changing the way the world thinks about sunscreen. And then its sister product, Glow Screen, was our big launch this year. 
Mm -hmm. And it delivers also the same benefit of UVA and UVB and blue light protection, which has been so important this year. We're all yeah. looking at our computers so much. And that the blue light um, rays are damaging to the skin and they cause inflammation and that causes everything you don't like about your skin. So mm -hmm. you wouldn't layer glow screen and unseen. And I often talk about an SPF wardrobe because mm. I think I do believe in layering, but unseen sunscreen and glow screen, you would pick which one you wanted based on the finish. So glow screen gives your skin a little bit more of a glowy dewy finish. Mm. And so it's sort of fun for the, I think on the weekdays, I tend to wear glow screen more and mm -hmm. as my primer. And then on the weekends, um, I, I wear unseen sunscreen all weekend. And then the next step after your primer um, is our CC screen, which is again, one of my very favorite formulas. And we now have um, 16 and growing shades uh, and it's very forgiving. It kind of color corrects and evens out your skin tone. Mm. CC screen has been one of our top three products um, and it's been on the market in its first shade for gosh, um, seven or eight years. And we just relaunched this year and expanded the shade range. And we're even still working on expanding it further. What shade am I? I know I'm under the yellow lights, but I'm on Sephora.com right now looking at CC. And we have a product, we have a shade finder on supergoop.com and it oh, yeah, really yeah. truly helps you like, and you answer four or five quick questions and it'll guide you right to the exact shade. Yeah, I'm on the website. I'm going to use your guys' shade finder so I can find the perfect CC cream. This is this is very exciting. I'm a, obviously a big sunscreen fan. Um, I think there's been a really a shift towards clean beauty and skincare and really taking care of and protecting our skin, which obviously starts with sunscreen. Let, how do you guys play in the beauty space? I know about CC, you know, the CC screen, but you know, do you guys think about beauty primarily when you're developing new product as sort of like how users are, how people are going to use it? We really think about everyone, every skin type, everywhere. How are we going to get SPF into your routine? And so for many people that is through a product like Shimmer Shade, which is how do we get SPF onto your eyes? And so it is more of a beauty makeup product. Mm. Um, but you know, there's also play every day that original formula that is ideal for those days when you're going running or biking mm -hmm. and, and you just need to be outside um, protecting your skin on a more basic level. So we are, our job as I see it is to bring product out into the world that allows everyone, no matter what they're obsessed with or no matter what their day or their weekend looks like and deliver something very unique that's going to create a fantastic experience. It's not going to burn your eyes. It's not going to itch or break you out. Mm -hmm. And it might even like shimmer shade, make your eyes, you know, look more beautiful or pop a little bit with bright eyed, which gives your under eye area a nice luminous um, sort of awake feeling and mm -hmm. an appearance. So. Okay, got it. So you think about sort of beauty as like a vertical within Supergroup and sort of like products that you make for a, a more beauty specific use case versus play, which you said you can like, you know, go use when you go running or whatever. So you guys think about sort of like the different use case scenarios for sunscreen. Absolutely. Wellness is for us. And I've always believed that skincare truly isn't skincare unless it's built on a foundation and sun protection, because that's the one environmental aggressor that wrecks havoc on our skin. And our job is to protect your skin. And it, it, it's to really think about um, from pollution to blue light to UV rays. 
um, everything out there that's causing uh, what we don't like about our skin. Mm, got it. What do you think about beauty products like foundation that has SPF in them? Do those work? Sure, they work. They, they are a wonderful layer in your SPF wardrobe, but let using them alone mm -hmm. as the only protection is not a good idea because nobody applies their foundation as generously as they should. The truth is, mm. you know, to have the claim meet the expectations of the consumer, you, you must have a very generous application. So if you've started your routine with say super screen, which is that like easy daily moisturizer, and then you've moved from super screen to unseen, which is my routine. And then you layer on your CC screen or your foundation uh, and then finish it off with either powder or like you mentioned, your favorite defense refresh for reapplying. Then you've got a, a wardrobe going and all of those together will do the best job in protecting your skin. Okay, so foundation with SPF in it feels kind of deceptive. <laughs> now that I've learned from the master. <laughs> yeah, a la carte, it's not going to work. Um, there's no. not enough. You're not applying it. And you don't want to apply your foundation no. heavily, right? No, 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 you, you absolutely do not. Um, hmm, interesting. All right. We're, we're learning, guys. Critical information <laughs> being shared on I Love Wellness today. Um, okay, cool. Well, I would just have two questions left for you, and they are questions that I ask every guest. So the first question is, what is your secret ritual? This is something that you do that makes you feel happy or helps you unwind, but you do it in secret. Oh gosh. Well, my mind first went to Pilates and I don't do it, but I don't do it in secret. It's, it's, oh, it's okay. <laughs> defi definitely. Um, my daily Pilates obsession is right up there with SPF. It's something that I, um, often I will be completely transparent. Often I think about our product development during Pilates, but mm. it, it's something that I think because of the breathing rituals that you do, I think it really helps me, um, stay balanced and, and it makes me, sets my day up for success. Uh, mm -hmm. I think the one thing in secret, gosh, what, you know, I splash my face with very cold water every morning. The <laughs> very first thing I do, um, it just makes me feel alive and awake. And, and uh, I don't know if anyone knows that. <laughs> I, I, I like that. When I'm hungover, I stick my face in cold water and I'm hoping that it makes me look a little more normal. I don't know if it does, but. <laughs> oh, and when I get out of the shower, I also, I love hot showers, uh -huh. but then I completely turn it to ice cold before I step out. Wow. And it just, you know, you lose I, your breath for a second, but. You do. That's supposed to be great. really good for you though. I like doing love, I love doing like a cold plunge. And so I think finishing your shower cold is like the same kind. I of love cold plunges. Yeah, they help with inflammation so much. So I think like the cold shower is the same, same concept. Yep. For sure. Okay, my last question. What is one thing that you do now that you wish you had learned earlier? Well, I think I mentioned this earlier in our, in our conversation. Low, I've always had this sense of urgency. Like there's just never enough time in the day. And I think, you know, I had an early perspective on the importance of of scaling and if you're going to change the way the world thinks you know about anything um i wish somebody would have shared with me earlier that building something really meaningful isn't like filling a bucket with water where you see the progress immediately mm -hmm. you know the reality is that to build really really wonderful things it takes time and it's going to be a long journey and so 
take a minute for your friendships and for your family. And I think, you know, be home to have dinner together every night. And this is something I've been prioritizing now, um, not just during the pandemic, but for almost two years now, we have made it a priority to have dinner with our children. They're 12 and 15 now. And I think that, you know, if I had to say, I wish I had learned how important that was um, earlier, I wish, you know, that would, that would definitely be taking that more time for your, for your family and more time, because this is a very um, meaningful but long journey you're going to be on. Yeah, that's really nice. Great insight. Thank you. Well, thanks so much to my guest, Holly Thaggard. This is I Love Wellness. Please don't forget to subscribe, share, rate, and review. It would mean so much to me and the entire Love Wellness team. So thanks for tuning in to this week's episode. Bye, guys.